I'm Samantha Sheris. I'm Virginia Allen. And this is the Daily Signal Top News for Tuesday, January 10th. Here are today's headlines. Classified documents dating to Joe Biden's time as vice president were discovered two months ago at a pro-Biden think tank, our colleague Tyler O'Neill reports. CNN reported exclusively earlier today that among the items from Joe Biden's time as vice president discovered in a private office last fall are 10 classified documents, including U.S. intelligence intelligence memos and briefing materials that covered topics including Ukraine, Iran, and the United Kingdom. O'Neill reports that Attorney General Merrick Garland assigned a Trump-appointed U.S. attorney to investigate the classified documents. Sources told CBS News that Garland tapped John Lausch, U.S. attorney for the Northern District of Illinois, whom then-President Donald Trump appointed in November 2017, to investigate the documents discovered in Biden's private office at the Penn-Biden Center. Some of those documents bear classified markings and reportedly came from Biden's office when he was vice president. Richard Sauber, special counsel to the president, told CBS News that personal attorneys for Biden found the documents November 2nd, six days before the midterm elections. The classified documents reportedly appeared in a box with other unclassified papers. John Malcolm, the director of the Edwin Meese III Center for Legal and Judicial Studies at the Heritage Foundation, told the Daily Signal that many questions about the Biden documents remain. Malcolm asked, how did this come to the attention of the Justice Department? Did the DOJ come to Biden, or did Biden say, I found these documents, I'm letting you know some of these were classified? President Biden did not answer a question on Monday from a reporter who asked about the classified documents, Fox News reports. As many of you probably remember, the FBI raided Trump's Mar-a-Lago home on August 8th, and classified documents were discovered there. The new Republican-controlled House approved a sweeping rules package Monday night. The package could rein in the bureaucracy, control government spending, and put the top lawmakers' leadership in jeopardy. That's according to our colleague Fred Lucas's reporting. As many of you know, House Speaker Kevin McCarthy of California gained the top position in the House early Saturday after 15 rounds of voting over four days. But McCarthy had to make concessions to pull in most of the dissenting Republican votes. Separate from the House rules, McCarthy agreed to allow votes on several policies. The rules package passed by a vote of 220 to 213, mostly along party lines, with all Democrats opposing it and all Republicans, except Representative Tony Gonzalez of Texas, voting in favor. A rule change that gained significant attention was allowing a single House member to make a motion to vacate the chair. This means any member of the majority party can force a vote to remove the House Speaker. While some claim this policy gives a single member too much power, it actually just restores a long-standing rule. It's a return to the status quo. The new House rules also called for a resolution to establish a select committee on the weaponization of the federal government in order to look into alleged politicization of the FBI, the IRS, and other government agencies. 
The rules package also reinstates the Holman Rule to rein in the federal bureaucracy. The rule first was adopted by the House in 1876 at a time when civil service reform was popular and distrust of the federal bureaucracy was growing. Now, those are just some of the new rules, and we're going to make sure to link our colleague Fred Lucas's full article in the show notes so you can read them all. Republican Representative Pat Fallon of Texas has taken a major step to hold Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas accountable. While Fallon technically filed the resolution paperwork on the first day of Congress, or January 3rd, it was delayed because of the speaker vote and officially was filed on Monday, The Hill reports. The Hill also reports that the resolution claims Mayorkas engaged in a pattern of conduct that is incompatible with his duties, complaining that he has failed to maintain operational control over the border. In November, Speaker Kevin McCarthy announced from the border in El Paso, Texas, that the House's new Republican majority will launch an impeachment inquiry into Mayorkas. McCarthy first called on Mayorkas, appointed by President Joe Biden, to resign to avoid impeachment. President Joe Biden traveled to the southern border over the weekend, marking the first time he has done so since taking office. Texas Governor Greg Abbott hand-delivered a letter to Biden after Air Force One touched down at the El Paso International Airport. The letter read, in part, Your visit to our southern border with Mexico today is $20 billion too little and two years too late. Abbott told Biden in the letter that his visit avoids the sites where mass illegal immigration occurs and added that the city the president visits has been sanitized of the migrant camps, which have overrun downtown El Paso because your administration wants to shield you from the chaos that Texans experience on a daily basis. City officials dismantled homeless migrant encampments in El Paso ahead of Biden's visit. More Twitter files have been released that highlight the censorship that took place regarding the COVID-19 vaccine. In a series of tweets on Monday, vaccine critic and author Alex Berenson shared how Dr. Scott Gottlieb used the same Twitter lobbyist as the White House to suppress debate on COVID vaccines. Gottlieb is a board member of Pfizer and the former commissioner of the FDA. Pfizer was one of the COVID-19 vaccine manufacturers. Berenson explains that in August 2021, Gottlieb told Todd O'Boyle, a senior manager in Twitter's public policy department, that a tweet from a prominent doctor claimed correctly that natural immunity was superior to vaccine immunity. Gottlieb said the claim was coercive and might go viral. Berenson continued saying, Twitter put a misleading tag on the tweet, preventing it from being shared. Gottlieb then went after a tweet about COVID's low risk to kids from Justin Hart. Pfizer would soon win the okay for its mRNA shot for children. So keeping parents scared was crucial. In the final tweet of the thread, Berenson says in October of 2022, Gottlieb claimed on Twitter and CNBC that he was not trying to suppress debate on mRNA jabs. These files prove that Gottlieb, board member at a company that has made $70 billion on the shot, did just that. We will be sure to include a link to Berenson's substack detailing more of the story in the show notes today. 
And that'll do it for today's episode. Thank you for listening to the Daily Signal's top news. If you haven't had the chance already, be sure to check out our morning show right here in your podcast feed, where we interview lawmakers, experts, and leading conservative voices. Join us tomorrow morning because I'm going to be sitting down with former trans kid Chloe Cole, and she details her story of how she got involved in the transgender movement and ultimately found her way out. Also, make sure you subscribe to The Daily Signal wherever you get your podcasts and help us reach even more listeners by leaving a five-star rating and review. We read and appreciate all of your feedback. Thanks again for listening. Have a great night. and We'll see you right back here tomorrow morning. The Daily Signal podcast is brought to you by more than half a million members of the Heritage Foundation. Executive producers are Rob Bluey and Kate Trinko. Producers are Virginia Allen and Samantha Asheris. Sound designed by Lauren Evans, Mark Guiney, and John Pop. To learn more, please visit DailySignal.com.